This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team of experts will handle all paperwork and we'll deliver it for free. 800-507-1148. Your pain relieving back brace may be covered by Medicare at little or no cost to you. Call our hotline now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy to use pedometer. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last. It's showtime. Welcome to the show. Fist Street Soccer on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm Nick Eber along with Kartik Krishnaya. A lot to get to today, Kartik. We're going to cover the U.S. men's national team sending a scathing letter to Carlos Cadero, the head of U.S. soccer. Let's talk about the dumpster fire that is U.S. soccer and some of the issues surrounding that. Kartik, I think we've got to give that a little bit of time today. Yeah, and, and this uh, letter from the U.S. men, if you have not seen it, which was sent two days ago to uh, uh, President Cordero, just flames them and talks about uh, so many of the issues we've touched on. And I thought maybe the last holdouts would be the U.S. men. And in fact, they now have joined the, the fight against U.S. soccer and the way the, the governance of the game in this country. All right. Well, we're going to talk that talk about that. Of course, the Premier League getting ready to start uh, this Sunday is the uh, Community Shield, the curtain raiser on the season. Uh, we'll be looking uh, throughout uh, next week. Uh, we'll be doing in-depth team-by-team previews of the Premier League. But let's take a look at the transfer market as, well, it's getting very interesting. A number of interesting situations happening at a number of clubs. Manchester United seems like they're so close yet so far away. Uh, £15 million specifically uh, for Harry Maguire. Uh, it looks like the Dybala deal is falling apart at the seams. Let's talk about the situation at Manchester United. Let's talk about Tottenham. Let's talk about Arsenal. But I want to look talk about Leicester City. I want to talk about Wolverhampton Wanderers. These are two teams to look at. Let's talk a little bit about Everton as well. You know, all the to- all the talk is about the top six teams, but I think we have to look and ask, are there any teams out there that could possibly break into the top six and give us a bit of an upset? I think you know how we feel about that. All right, those are the topics on the table. We do hope you'll join us. Uh, find us on Twitter at Fistry Sports. Give us a call in the studio if you've got something to say, 800-878-7529, 800-878-PLAY. Big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. Big hello to Kerry, who listens every day. And, of course, also, uh, if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeart, TuneIn, or the award-winning SiriusXM app, we welcome you to the show. And we do hope you'll make us a regular part of your week. We're with you Monday through Friday. Uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Uh, We love to talk the beautiful game. That's what we do. We hope you find, well, if not us beautiful, the discussion beautiful uh, right here on Fistry Soccer. We're going to step aside, take a break, and we'll be back with more after this. This weekend at Kohl's, everyone gets Kohl's cash. $10 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. 
earn it on everything. Spend it on anything, even our biggest brands. The more you shop, the more Kohl's cash you'll get. No limits. Plus, take an extra $10 off your $50 purchase of back-to-school items. Plus, free Amazon returns now at all Kohl's stores. Kohl's. 10 off 50 offer valid August 2nd through 18th with promo code BTS10. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Hey. Hey, Bench. What are you doing? I'm rubbing my blue emu on. Well, you ready to go fishing? Fishing? You said we were going fishing this morning. I have 10 gold glove awards. Oh, here we go again. Johnny Bench doesn't go fishing. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Johnny Bench goes catching. Blue Emu supports healthy muscles and joints. Blue Emu. It works fast and you won't stink. Available at nationwide retailers and Amazon. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 at 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. 800 that's 800-403-5912. All right, you're back with Nick and Kartik here on Fifth Street Soccer. Uh, Kartik, you know, it's been a fascinating summer. Uh, we've obviously had the Women's World Cup, all sorts of politics, all sorts of, uh, shall we say, shenanigans going on around it. Everybody, uh, uh, everybody is posturing, everybody trying to get something out of it. But U.S. soccer are embroiled in a number of lawsuits as we speak. And it is amazing to me, and I hate to use that word, by the way. It was a word, the, the, the great Howard David, the legendary broadcaster. I used to work with him. He, he wants, that, that is a word he absolutely hates people using. So I apologize, Howard, for using that word. But the incredible thing about this situation with U.S. soccer is this is supposed to be an organization that is in the background of the sport here in the United States that is supposed to manage 
the men's team, the the women's team, youth soccer, the growth of the game, as well as sort of um, be the officiating organization over our professional leagues. And it just seems to me that U.S. soccer has time and time again found it not as the quiet behind-the-scenes player, but as the object, as the subject of all sorts of issues and controversies. Kartik, not too many first-world FAs can claim that uh, prize, can they? No, in fact, uh, in the Western world, we don't have another uh, football association that's been embroiled in so much litigation that seemingly has gotten away with the sort of things that would get other football associations in other parts of the world or maybe parts of the uh, or even in Western Europe if they, if they generated less revenue for the world game uh, suspended. I, I mean, you, I, I think the case could be made. And this would have been terrible if it had affected the U.S. women in their World Cup run. The case could be made that the U.S. Could, could, could and should be suspended from international competition. That might sound extreme. I'm not necessarily advocating that, but I'm saying a case of that sort could be made um, at this point uh, because of all the litigation that the U.S. Uh, Soccer Federation is facing on multiple fronts. Okay, it's not just women's equal pay. It's also antitrust uh, violations, alleged antitrust violations in favoring one professional league over another, a professional league which they happen to be in a business relationship with, MLS, via Soccer United Marketing, who won a no-bid contract to handle media and marketing uh, for uh, the U.S. Soccer Federation. It is also a lawsuit involving their former charitable arm. That's another issue. Uh, well, actually, they, we, had, also we these... had that bloke on the radio with us, remember? The guy from the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Uh, US Soccer Foundation. Soccer Foundation, yeah. And, th- and then you've got uh, the, uh, the solidarity payment issue that we've talked about several times on this show uh, with Crossfire Premier. You have, um, you, you, you have a challenge to their... Uh, uh, structure of leagues and not having promotion and relegation in the close league system with the Kingston Stockade and Miami FC. We talked about it last night with Chris Kessel, right? He circulated a letter which 300 clubs signed. It was a letter when uh, Chris had first contacted me about it. I said, okay, it'll be great if you can get 50 clubs to sign it. That'd be fantastic. What a statement that would be. And then if you got 300 clubs signing it, people are not happy with U.S. soccer. And the latest, Nick, um, is this letter from the U.S. Uh, national teams, uh, the U.S. Men's National Team Players Association, um, which was a, a stunner. Uh, it was, a, a, and maybe we'll get into the letter in a minute. Well, the thing that is interesting to me is, look, I, I think for decades, the talking points of uh, the ownership of Major League Soccer and the vested status quo interests of soccer in the United States have said Remember how bad it was after NASL, which we're just happy to be here. You should just be happy that you have what we give you. Unfortunately, globalization, the rise of digital media, the availability of all sorts of different soccer leagues from around the world have exposed this young millennial American population who is now very much into soccer. It's one of their top sports to the way the sport is run in other parts of the world. And those other parts of the world that present a much more exciting, a much more dynamic, and indeed much better leagues, I don't think there's any denying that. So U.S. soccer and Major League Soccer can no longer hide in the shadows. Now they can have to come out of the shadows and account for their actions. And yes, saying this is the way we've done it, be happy that we have soccer, is all wonderful and true to a degree. 
But the fact is, the elephant in the room, the key issue for all of these problems, Kartik, is Soccer United marketing. Maybe that in and of itself won't fix the promotion relegation issue, but it's the lack of transparency between Major League Soccer, U.S. Soccer Federation, and Soccer United marketing that is the root cause of 90% of the issues going on, whether it's between the men's national team, the women's national team, the equal pay discussion, uh, the uh, broadcast rights, uh, all of these sorts of things. Uh, the, the lawsuits going on right now with, um, uh, isn't Silver suing, if I'm not mistaken? Kartik? Yeah, that's at Cass. That's at Cass. That's what well, uh, Chris Kessel was talking about yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's at Cass. But I mean, that's the, the same Solar thing. Food. But all of this is as a result of this incestuous, not arm's length transaction that has gone on between Major League Soccer and Soccer United Marketing Kartik. And I think at some point, some governing organization of the game has to step in and separate those two. Yeah, and and again, they got a no bid contract, and I know, um, and no one really wants to talk about this. When Rocco Camiso sued, or, or the NHL sued with their antitrust lawsuit, at that point they hadn't even papered the deal, and so they they went and papered the deal. They were operating under an MOU of between some and U.S. Soccer, which essentially gave some complete control of things. And I think what you are seeing now is. Um, I've said it before, and people haven't necessarily listened because they've said, oh, you're beating up on the men when you say the women deserve all this money that some is taking from them. I said, no, I'm saying the men deserve more money too. It's, it's MLS is taking money from both the U.S. men and the U.S. women. They're profiting off of the success or the popularity. It's not really success with the U.S. men, but you know what I mean, the popularity of both the men's and women's national teams. And, and that money is essentially going to subsidize a first division professional league the same professional league that is taking $200 million in expansion fees from every new club. Yet we have semi-professional leagues, right? I'm being in New York uh, for the, this weekend for the final of the uh, NPSL. A semi-professional league that gets no benefit from U.S. soccer. Uh, we've got NASL is suing because they were um, – They've, they've alleged antitrust violations. They got nothing from U.S. soccer. The, the smaller clubs, the grassroots clubs, the clubs that would actually need the support from the governing body that is meant, that is a nonprofit meant to grow the sport and facilitate the growth of the sport is, in fact, favoring the fat cats and the billionaires over um, the, the small local club in your community that plays soccer at, at the park. That, so, that is pathetic. Yeah, it, it really is. So along these lines, um, U.S. soccer have come out and said, hey, you know, we've looked at our accounting, and actually, you know, we play the women more than the men. And the men have come up and said, uh, quote, we do not believe the different play, pay structures justifies discrediting the work the women do with the real value of their profound impact to the American sports plan state. The men's national team statement said the soccer federation was pocketing the extra revenue the team was generating as it gained po popularity rather than returning it uh, to the women. And they went on to uh, uh, say that the, uh, the only solution Mr. Cordero proposes is for fans to buy more tickets and watch more games on television. The team said, quote, he conceals the fact that the money will not go to the women's national team players when sponsors pay the federation to support the women's national team. Fans buy ticket to the women's game at ever-increasing ticket prices, and television companies pay more f uh, 
pay more when fans watch women's national team games. This isn't either fair nor equitable. And then they pointed out the men's team is also working without a collective bargaining agreement right now. Kartik, this whole thing is a dumpster fire. It's embarrassing. And, and when we get back to the uh, after the break, we'll talk more about this. It is a it, it, this this was a dumpster fire. And now we had more kerosene poured on it by the U.S. men. Yeah, it really it really is uh, shocking. And, you know, I wonder when we look back at the elections for the head of U.S. soccer, if there's uh, regret. Look, I flamed Hope Solo, but, you know, she would have got stuff done. I mean, I would not have been yeah. against her or Eric Winalda or any of the people that really understand the game from the other side rather than these sort of corporate interests who just seem to put on their suit and ruin it for everyone. All right, uh, Fiskid Soccer. <laughs> yeah, Nick and Kartik will be right back. Afterwards. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV Ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV Ears. When you wear TV Ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing VectorVest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800-584-2519. 
That's 800-584-2519. All right, you've got Nick and Kartik here on Fifth Street Soccer Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. Uh, We were talking before the break about the dumpster fire at U.S. Soccer, about Carlos Codero. Uh, You know, Kartik... He was the sort of mainstream candidate. Uh, the lady they had, I forget her name, who was the some Carter, Kathy Carter, the some executive. She would have been a complete disaster. So I think he was sort of not quite as extreme as that, but he wasn't Winaldo or Hope Solo. But by the same token, he's just not convincing Kartik. He's not convincing anybody. And U.S. soccer doubling down on this position when they're sitting with $150 million in an investment account uh, and they're a non-profit and their goal is to grow the game here in the United States, it seems to me he doesn't have a position. If he were a CEO of a for-profit corporation, well, one could understand it, but he ain't. Right. And, and he, you know, he's a Goldman Sachs executive, right? So he didn't really have the grounding in soccer. Uh, but this is the kind of moneyed interest that uh, U.S. soccer and people like uh, Alan Rothenberg and, and Chuck Blazer, who brought him into the sport, were comfortable with. But let me uh, uh, mention this. During the campaign, and I, I think you, you, you might remember this, Nick, he talked about the conflicts of interest between some, uh, Cordero did, some and U.S. soccer, and that he was going to get to the bottom of that. And Don Garber came after him, if you remember, very publicly. So at that point, we're thinking, okay, uh, some of us on the reform side thought, when all the Hope Solo, uh, Kyle Martino, the, you know, those are your best bets, one of the, one of the former players. Uh, but then I, I thought, yeah, maybe Cordero isn't that bad. He's calling out this conflict of interest, but he's gotten in and done nothing about it. Um, and in fact, doubled down. Now, I think maybe, and this is what I hear, and, and, and I'd love to get someone on the show to talk about this, that there, maybe he is not actually in control of what goes on at the Federation. It's being run by staff, which is the same staff Sunil Gulati had. And um, Cordero is more of a figurehead than anything. So even though Cordero, as a board member, saw these conflicts of interest and called them out, now he's powerless to do anything about it. Now, that, if that's the case, that's even worse than him being complicit. Because that means you have a powerful staff that has no connection with what's going on outside the building, Soccer House in Chicago, and has no interest in making stakeholders in the game in this country uh, feel like U.S. Soccer, soccer represents them. They have no interest in putting everybody together. They just want to make money. Too much hair. Too much hair, Kartik. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, why I do, that's why I wouldn't have uh, approved of Kyle Martino. Uh, Hope Solo, well, she's a little bit crazy. Uh, but Eric Winalda, my friend, Eric, I mean, he's always outspoken, always speaks his mind, and really understands the ins and outs of the game. That was a real loss, I thought. Yeah, and, and I do think also, when you, th- when, when you talk about specifically um, the way Winalda was characterizing things, 
the the powers that be at MLS and some pushed back because they were very very concerned about his potentially getting in there. They they then got very hostile to Martino when Martino called out some directly. Now Martino made an allegation that he was never able to verify that um the that the U.S. Um, uh, national team was selecting qualifying sites based on where some could sell, sell the most tickets. He was never able to verify that. And I, uh, um, at the time I thought, you know, Martino's guy, he's getting to conspiracies now, but now two years later, I'm thinking he, he probably was right about that. Right. Oh, yeah, because sure. Martino's allegation was that the U S played Costa Rica in, in a location in New Jersey, Harrison, New Jersey, where they could sell the most tickets to Costa Rican fans um, in order to ensure a sellout for that match. Well, we know what happened in that match, right? And subsequently, yeah. the U.S. didn't qualify f- for the World Cup for the first time in 30-some-odd years. So um, that was his claim, that he said he couldn't say who the source was, but he had a really good source who told him the selection of the game was made by some. It wasn't the Federation actually selecting the, the, the host. It was Soccer United Marketing and MLS. Um that was a loaded allegation that I, I, I dismissed at the time. And now I'm thinking, well, you know, everything they do is about money anyway. So probably Martino was right. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I think he is right. And, uh, you know, everything that U.S. soccer does is about money. And I appreciate that in order to execute their charter, they need money to do that. But we're no longer talking about a fifth-rate sport that no one cares about, that well, that lives in a vacuum, that uh, you know, that 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 is uh, basically you know comes after cornholing on ESPN in terms of popularity. I mean, you know, we we're talking about what is now one of absolutely the mainstream sports uh, in this country, uh, with a rabid supporters base in this country that is desperate for our version of the game here to be considered uh, on par with the best in the world, which, if I might go out on a limb and say, is a wonderful thing for the supporters base here in America to want, to look at all of these things that they see on TV and say, hmm, I want that. I want it to be like that. Not, you know, I want, like we used to hear when we did this show 20 years ago, you know, hey, what will it take for a U.S. team to play in the English Premier League? I mean, we don't get stupid questions like that anymore. Now it's, what is it, what's it going to take to make MLS more competitive, better? What's it going to take to elevate the status of the game? And I'll tell you what it's not, Kartik, to just segue here for a minute. It's not the MLS small-star game. <laughs> right. And uh, at Letty... Uh, I, there are a bunch of MLS fans who said Atleti was disrespectful because they decided to, to trot out a C team because uh, they've had a bunch of friendlies. You know, they're, they're, they're going back, getting ready to, to start their La Liga season, their Champions League campaign. And by the way, this is a La Liga year. We've talked about them on the show. They, they might push. They might win the title this year. Yeah, I haven't decided may. whether I'm picking them or Barcelona, but I think they've got a shot. So they, they, they start with their, their B, C teams and some young players. Um, they still outplay the MLS All-Stars, apparently. We, I didn't see the match. But then second half, they brought uh, on the, the big guns, and they, 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 they wiped them out. Uh, it's very embarrassing for MLS to continue to be playing sides like Atletico Madrid, uh, et cetera, in, in these matches because they, they're not competitive with them, right? There were, yeah. Ten years ago, this is the funny thing. We keep being sold a narrative that MLS is getting better and better. I was at an All-Star game where the MLS All-Stars beat Chelsea and looked pretty good in the process. I remember, I remember they beat... Um, uh, they beat somebody else uh, big in that in that period, 2007, 2008. Then they played Manchester United and got beat. 
uh, uh, badly. And then since then, it's been this has been the regular thing. They played. Uh, um, they, they, I remember they played AS Roma one year and, and just got smoked, got embarrassed. Uh, this Atletico game is the latest. I think Juventus beat them badly when they played them. So um, this is now becoming more of an embarrassing showcase for MLS. Now, of course, you need to bring in a team like Atletico Madrid to sell tickets. But, uh, but you, you know, if I were them, I would just go back to the East, East versus West format next season yeah, well, uh, because not? they can't afford another embarrassment like this. Well, why not? You know, why do we even need an MLS All-Star game? I mean, this is this is the point. Why do you Well, that's even, true, right. Yeah, I mean, right. What's the point? I mean, what's the point of an All-Star game? It's not like, okay, it's not like the NFL where the NFL is the top football league in the world. Okay, there's only really one other one, but, you know, it is the top league in the world. Or Major League Baseball, which is the best baseball league in the world. Or the NBA, which undoubtedly has the greatest athletes in the world playing in it. And you want to see those all-stars playing together. It's kind of like a smorgasbord for, you know, sports junkies. But Major League Soccer does not have the best players in the world playing in it. It has some good aging players from abroad, some some decent young prospects, and a whole bunch of journeymen that just will not make the pulse race. And you know why you want to, uh, why you would want to uh, showcase that? Quite honestly, is is beyond me. Yeah, yeah, right. Why why would you want to expose yourself to the world as a fraud? Because I I remember um, when they beat Chelsea, they made a big deal about it, and I was at the match and. And uh, I remember telling uh, people, look, this is Chelsea in preseason. Uh, this is all the best players in MLS. But it still, you know, it still showed they could be competitive. They played well. Uh, but then the next year they played AS Roma and they got killed, uh, I remember. And then they played uh, uh, Juventus or somebody. I, it's just been a succession. I think they played Real Madrid one year and got embarrassed, uh, yeah. as you would expect. And so at this point... Look, when I saw we, – we were on the air yesterday when I looked at the Atleti lineup, and I said, oh, well, I guess Atletico is just, you know, going to – this is almost like uh, a mercy rule. They're, gonna, they're not going to play their regulars so that this game is competitive. But then Simeone put his regulars on in the second half, and they scored three goals. And from what I was told, I talked to some people who were at the game. Obviously, it was, it was uh, in Florida. Uh, it could have been a lot worse. And, in fact, it was so bad that the Orlando fans were booing a lot of the uh, uh, ML, other MLS players that played for other teams other than Orlando City. They just they went ahead and turned on the MLS all-star team. So that, that's another thing. So if you're trying to create rivalries within your league and then you take your so-called showcase game with the league's all-stars to a venue like Orlando that has a very passionate supporters fan base you don't expect orlando fans if you've sold them these manufactured rivalries that you put together with atlanta and new york city fc and other teams for orlando you don't expect them to, to put that aside for a night and start cheering atlanta players because they didn't and uh i was on to a friend this morning was at the game and she was telling me hey you know it was like they were rooting for atletico at the end a lot of the orlando city fans because i mean Oh, look, uh, they 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 liked what they saw from Jao Mario, and they didn't want to root for uh, uh, whatever player it was from. Uh, I think Joseph Martinez from the Atlanta uh, United. So, <laughs> you know, hey, how, they they just expose themselves to so much when they have these games. How much were the tickets? You know? Yeah, they were quite expensive. I was told um, they were not national team prices. They were not the hundred and fifty dollars, but they were like eighty bucks and a pen up. Wow, that's very expensive. All right, uh, you're listening to uh, Fist Free Soccer, Nick and Kartik. Gee, sorry to be so negative, but, you know, we got to call it as we see it. Uh, we're not beholden to anybody. Uh, we're in nobody's back pocket. 
may be a bad thing. I don't know. All right, well, we're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, let's talk transfers. Let's talk Premier League, the greatest show on earth, getting ready to kick off. Before he became your business partner, before you gave him his first bonus, before you put him on the payroll, before he was an unpaid intern, you saved his resume in your keepers folder. Staples has what your business needs to get you from here to there. And right now, Staples two pocket poly folders are just 50 cents each and 12 packs of true red black ballpoint stick pens are only 97 cents each. Staples, here we get you there. In store only while supplies last. Offers end 831.19. Limit 30. On folders. And now today's Valero Minute. Top tier detergent gasoline is the premier standard for gasoline performance, endorsed by seven of the world's top automakers. But why top tier? Top tier detergent gasoline reduces deposits on critical engine parts, which hurts engine performance. And top tier detergent gasoline contains higher levels of cleaning additives to keep a vehicle's intake system clean, improve mileage, reduce emissions, and provide unsurpassed anti-corrosion protection. And now a word from Valero. Valero salutes you and all your finest moments. For those times you go beyond what you thought possible. Whether that looks like running that extra mile or that extra errand. For taking on a new challenge, a new adventure, or a new route to work. Wherever life's finest moments take you, get there with the finest fuel. Valero top-tier certified quality fuel. It keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com. Hey, did you know that Discover offers home equity loans with zero application fees, zero appraisal fees, and zero cash due at closing? That's a lot of zeros, but all those zeros can add up to something big. A home equity loan from Discover can help you use the equity you've already built for things like home improvements, major purchases, or consolidating high-interest debts into a low-fixed-rate loan. So you can make big changes with zero worries. Home equity loans are offered by Discover Bank, NMLS ID 684042. Learn more at discoverhomeequityloans.com slash zero. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost don't wait if the deadline passes you may lose your opportunity to get a pain relieving back neck knee or wrist brace at little or no cost to you 800-430-9571 800-430-9571 that's 800-430-9571 You know, I could talk about MLS, some U.S. soccer, the unholy trinity, shall we say, uh, for hours. And by the way, welcome. This is Fist Street Soccer, the show that really likes to ruffle feathers and really, really pee off the status quo. Uh, you know, we, we don't make friends in high places. Let me just put it to you that way. But I think that as listeners of this show, that's what you expect. No. Uh, let me back up. That's what you demand of us. 
Because if you just want to listen to a bunch of people read press releases and sing the party line, well, there's a whole channel devoted just to that. And uh, that is not us. We are something else. All right, Kartik, should we talk uh, Europe for a minute? Yeah, we've only got a few minutes left, so might as well. Yeah. So, look, um, Manchester United are so close yet so far away. If they had added Maguire, uh, Dybala, and the uh, one Bissaka and the other signings, I would say Man United would really be looking pretty decently coming into the new season for that top four spot. But keep in mind, Lukaku's going to go. I'm hearing that the Dybala swap isn't going to happen. And and I did say that, right, Kartik? I said that when you have two players with different agents, the swap deal is very, very hard to get done. I'm hearing yeah, you that's... did say that a few nights ago, and, you, and you're yeah. right. Yeah, and, and I'm hearing the Maguire, they're 15 million pounds off the valuation, so that between off an 80 million dollar valuation, they've offered 65. That's a really big percentage gap, and I think uh, it's interesting because clearly United don't want to sort of blow their Lukaku money if they get it on Maguire. They want somebody else up top who's going to knock goals in on a fairly consistent basis. So it, it is possible. But it could be none of the above, and if that's the case, and they lose Lukaku, and all they do is add one Bissaka, I'm not sure that United have really done much to help. And remember, the end of last season, I mean, they, uh, I mean, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had that incredible 12-game run, and then I think they won three games the rest of the season. So, I mean, they ended the season, by the way, much like Tottenham Hotspur, in a real tailspin. Yeah, and... um they also, uh, uh, quite frankly, uh, kept faith with Solskjaer under the impression that they were going to really retool the squad this summer, right? There were going to be all yeah. sorts of changes. Um, players out, players in. They still have, uh, as of right now, Lukaku. Now, I think he's going to get sold. He's a commodity, right? right, right. But Pogba, it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to get rid of. Alexis Sanchez is still on their books. Um they made the interesting decision. I mean, I love Juan Mata, but I think he's past it. Uh, he's the kind of guy who should now probably be playing, you know, be leading a leading figure for a mid-table team. Um, they re-signed him, which was, I think, an admission that they couldn't really get. Maybe they think he's good in the dressing room, right? But um, it hasn't been the kind of transfer window I expected from them. It hasn't been from Spurs. We bashed Arsenal for weeks on this show yeah. coming out of the Women's World Cup when we began to talk, pay attention to transfers. All of a sudden, I'm looking at Arsenal thinking, you know what? They might finish in the top. They might finish third this season. Oh, that's very possible. possible. Yeah, Pepe, Saliba, Martinelli, Ceballos. I mean, these are some terrific signings. I mean, these are players that will hit uh, that will hit the pitch immediately. Well, I don't know about Martinelli. He's only 18. He, he may not play uh, first-team football right away. Uh, but Pepe, Saliba, and Ceballos, I mean, those are game-changing players. And, you know, I could say the same thing that I said about Man United, Kartik, about Spurs, especially in light of what Pochettino said that we discussed yesterday where he was saying, you know, they should change my name to, uh, from, uh, to just to coach from manager because I have no say. Don't ask me about transfers. I don't know anything. I don't have right. any say. But, you know, Spurs also, the, the question you have to ask yourself about Tottenham is, was 
the end of the last season, they also had a horrible dip in form, if you remember. I mean, they were really firmly entrenched up there. Was that because of their sort of incredible Champions League run? Or was uh, was that the reason? Or was it that they had this just god-awful run of form that could well continue into this season? Um, okay, so we made the assumption it was because of Champions League, and they were focused on Champions League. But look, they lost a, a number of matches. They, there was a point where they couldn't get a point away from home, right? Or they couldn't win a match away. Well, they didn't right. draw a match till late in the season. So they couldn't win a match away from home, and they were dropping matches to teams that were mid-table. Uh, and they weren't looking particularly uh, good in the process, but they had an injured Harry Kane. Uh, they had Sun for part of that time at the Asian Cup, remember? Uh, they had um, they had another significant player injured, right, in that period. Uh, I, I'm blanking out on who it was. But they, they had some, some significant injuries, and they were already a team that wasn't very deep, a team that hadn't bought a player in two successive windows. Um, yeah, well, I mean... The, 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 so, I yeah. think... Uh, yeah. I mean, look, if we're looking at the teams that really can uh, actually stand, I mean, I think you and I will both agree, and we'll backtrack, and we'll put up our hand and say, mea culpa, uh, congratulations to Stan Kroenke and Arsenal, because they've managed to complete some incredible signings. And the fact they got the financing they wanted for Pepe was really incredible, because that's a, that's financed over three or four years, so it's not a bank-breaking transfer for them, you know congratulations that's good business but you know john barr was on this show the last couple of weeks and he's been talking up leicester city now kartik i want you to keep in mind that leicester city have one of the youngest squads in the premier league okay brendan rogers first 11 since he took over are 26 or younger you're talking about guys like telemans who they brought in for what was it 40 million uh, Perez, who they got for 30 million. These are both really young players. So what I want to do, Kartik, is I'm going to t- let's look at the Leicester City starting eleven. They got Schmeichel, who's like 32. Then they got Chilwell, Maguire, and Didi, Pereira, and Evans. Only one of those players is over 26, and that's Evans at 31. In the midfield, they've got uh, 21, two, two 22-year-olds, a 21-year-old, and a 23-year-old. And then, of course, up top they have Jamie Vardy, who's you know probably the oldest player on the team. I think he's thirty-three or something along those lines. So, I mean, Leicester City, if they keep building the way they're building, Kartik, especially on what was some really good form at times last season, and um, with Brendan Rodgers, who yeah, we like to joke about him as being a serial wife swapper, uh, but uh, he probably has one of the most exciting young squads in the league. Not one of the most exciting young squads, the most exciting ones, young squads. We're talking about Harvey Barnes, Madison, uh, Chowdhury, who's not necessarily going to be a starter, but is a, a very good player, a homegrown player. Uh, Chilwell, uh, you talk about those four players in particular. And then you add Tailmans, who, uh, oh, by the way, Ndidi also. Let me not forget, Ndidi now, it feels like he's been there for a few years, but he's still only 22 or 23. Um they got a really good team. And Taylor Mons uh, was a good player at Monaco. I was surprised Monaco let him go. 
Uh, Monaco has made so much money off transfers, right? The yeah. last few years anyway. They've sold everybody. But um, uh, I thought Tailmonts uh, would go when he went on loan to Leicester that maybe uh, they and – I, and I tweeted at the end of the last season, if they, if they make that a permanent transfer, they're going to finish in the top four next year. I'm hedging a little more than I did because now the season's about to start. But I did say at the end of last season, Leicester would finish in the top four. So I guess maybe I should stick with it. So I have Leicester fourth then. Well, I mean, really, the, the question is, if, if we think uh... – and we haven't really talked about Liverpool, who haven't added anybody to the squad. I mean, uh, admittedly, they've added Vandenberg, the, what, 18-year-old massive Dutch centre-back, and, and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's pretty much like a new player, provided he stays injury-free. Uh, but then the question is, they had a pretty deep squad last year. Did they really need to add that much to it? Mm, probably not. So if you think the first two spots are kind of looking well certainly man city i don't see anyone's going to knock them off their perch quite frankly but you never know the football's got to be played always but you're looking at spurs and arsenal and then you've got to look at leicester and we've got to see what fat frank does at, at chelsea you just never know i mean there's a lot of young players and when you get a lot of young players have been recalled from loan deals they've always got something to prove kartik that's a real wild card for me yeah, you've got Tammy Abraham and Mason Mount in particular. There was guys to watch uh, that have been rec- that were on loan. You know, and that's why he still has a lot to prove, and he's done well. Uh, he was terrible when he went to Spain. Uh, maybe that was just the wrong league for him, but he did well uh, on his loan spell in Germany. He did very well in his loan spell at Crystal Palace, which is obviously the same division. Uh, but of course, he was playing with Wilfred Zaha, who was just unplayable at the time there but um allow me to interrupt you uh, wilfred zaho who is still by last time i looked at crystal palace yeah yeah right i mean this is uh kind of stunning but palace uh Palace, as long as they keep him, they'll stay up. And we learned that, like I said, two years ago, I thought he was the player of the year in the league. Uh, Even though Manchester City had 100 points, I said Zaha was the most important player in the Premier League because uh, without him, Palace ended up having 40 40 or 42 points, stayed up. Without him, they would have had 25 points and gone down, and maybe gone down in in 20th. Um, Yeah, I think Liverpool, uh, having Ox back, if he stays fit, and it is a big if, I think that's like a new signing. Um, and obviously Manchester City added Rodri. So the, the top two have arguably both gotten better. Uh, which So I don't think that's in question. It's just who's going to finish first and who's going to finish second. But then third is up for grabs. It could be Arsenal at this point. I think Chelsea is very much in the conversation with uh, Lampard bringing back some of these players on loan. And talking to a, a Chelsea insider a couple of weeks ago, they told me that uh, – Lampard, it wasn't just his Chelsea legacy that got him the job, but that his style is is closer to Sarri's style hmm. than the other managers that they could have hired. So essentially, because they had made that transition and made the commitment to go from Conte's very defensive um, three-at-the-back style to um, – which depended a lot on wing backs and crosses and stuff like that to this much more free flowing midfield type type uh, battle playing with the ball on the ground because they had made that commitment they just had to keep going with it right because they had already uh, and they don't have they don't have the next two windows to buy players so um, Lampard maybe got the job a year or two before he would have gotten it otherwise um, then you're looking at United we've talked about them I don't think they're in the top four right now and then um, Spurs gosh. You know, I have to bump someone to put Lester in there. And by the way, um, when we say uh, Lester, we also need to throw in Everton. Everton yeah. is going to uh, be better this season. But um, 
Yeah, you know, it could be it could be that your Spurs fall out of the top four finally, right. uh, which that's a really big question, Nick, what you put put there. And I think we're going to ponder this for, for the next few weeks. Was that bl- that run of form at the end of last season in the league? Was it really related to the fact that they were uh, winning in Champions League or was it, in fact, uh, a transition that's going to spill into this season? Yeah, that's, we don't know I mean, yet, but it have, might be yeah, it might be know. a problem. Yeah, we, we know about as much as we also know taking a championship manager who manages Derby County, looking at a style that he plays there in the championship and say, oh, he can play that with what we consider oh, a top right. four true, team in the true, Premier League with, with Frank Lampard. I mean, that is that really is a leap. But But by the same token, I will say this. I don't think Manchester United, even though they had that horrible run of form after the first 12 games, I don't think they were as good as they were at the beginning uh, under Solskjaer or as bad as they were at the end. Uh, I think that if they make a couple of signings that they need, they could really, really compete. We just got a minute left. Yeah, I, I think they could. And um, I, it's – look – Spots three to eight right now are really fluid. I know we talk about the top six, but I think uh, everybody from from uh, third all the way to eighth or ninth could be in doubt. Wolves, you could throw in that conversation. Sure. Look, West Ham got Holler uh, from Frankfurt, who I think yeah. is a fantastic player, and Pellegrini is a damn good manager. So they could be in the conversation, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a fun season. The only reason we haven't talked about them, folks, is just not enough time because we're just about yeah. out. We do have to go to break for street soccer. We'll be right back to wrap it up here. On the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Nikki Bakartik Krishnai with you. Find us on Twitter at Fifth Street Sports. And most importantly, find us right here Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll be right back. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute 
absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit. One quick three minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 All right, just a couple minutes left. Nick Eber and Kartik Krishnai with you. Let's wrap it up, Kartik. We're talking about who's your best guest to break into the top six. Give me your top six right now. And again, we do this a lot, but this is a moving target with the transfer window as we get closer to the close of the window. How do you see it right now? Liverpool, City, Arsenal, Leicester, Spurs, Chelsea. Yes, I put Lester in there. Someone is going to talk me out of that, okay? I know that, but uh, for really? now, I've got them in there. So you think Liverpool are going to win the league this year? Yeah, I think uh, losing company is a big blow for City, and they haven't exactly replaced them. And then you take a uh, look at Silva being a year older. Um, I think this is kind of a rebuilding year for City. That having been said, there's still the other contender for the title. It's going to be one of those two. We know that. Do you think that um, there's a, there will be an enhanced focus again, even more so this year, with City in the Champions League? And maybe the yes. feeling is, you know, eh, if we don't three-peat, it's okay. Yes. That's the other thing I was going to mention. Uh, we're almost out of time. But I think City, City wants Europe. Liverpool wants the Premier League. Uh, they would swap trophies if they could, right, in a way. <laughs> in a, any day. Um, so I yeah. think that's what's going to happen this year. I think City are going to push in Champions League and, and, and get at least to the semifinals, I think. Uh, maybe maybe get, uh, get all the way to the final. And, and uh, Liverpool, I think, will win the Premier League. And both, both clubs will be happy at the end. Yeah, I think Liverpool will have a very tough time in the Champions League this year. Not that they're not a great team and yeah. that Klopp isn't a great manager, but now they have a huge, whopping great target on their back. Uh, so uh, we will yeah. uh, wait and see. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up, folks. We're with you uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Uh, we talk the beautiful game. We hope you will join us and make us a regular part of your week. Nick Eber with you with Kartik Krishnaya. Find us on Twitter. Uh, we're at Fifth Street Sports. On Facebook, we're at Fifth Street Sports Talk. And, uh, you know, most importantly, we're right here. So let's continue the discussion off air, and we will be back with you tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Have a great night. Cheers.
Hi, this is Ron Barr. If you like insightful, interesting sports talk and interviews with the biggest names in sports, then join us for Sports Byline USA, coming up next on the Worldwide Sports Byline USA Network. 